more talent came out of guy code than SNL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of talented guys were on there. A lot of talented guys. I never watched Guy Code one day in my life. Don you know, want to know why erections were weird? <laughs> <laughs> erections are weird. What about it? What about when your girl looks over and you got one? What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> Thank God for that show, Bert. <laughs> Attention all cheese eaters. Tops Off World Tour kicks off November 15th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Nashville, Little Rock, Springfield, Philadelphia, Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th. There's, you know, it's funny. There's a certain age when if you're smoking a cigar, you look like a total douche. And I think I've passed that age. I think people go, yeah, he's a cigar guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you rolling, Halston? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I feel like, uh, here, pull it up. I feel like I've gotten past. You know, what's interesting is like, and I mean this, like you watch your friends change. Yeah. And you have friends that were never cigar guys. They mock cigar guys because brand wise for their stand up, it was what they were supposed to be doing, right? At a certain age. Right, right. And then they get older and they turn into cigar guys. And you're like, yo, whatever happened to that joke about you thinking everyone smoking a cigar looked like they were sucking dicks? Yeah. <laughs> And like or private jets yeah. like there's a lot that you watch people mature out of yeah yeah i've had friends that are like i'll never fucking fly in a private jet it's a waste of fucking money i got one friend who still says it out loud and flies private everywhere he goes says it out loud What's that for the climate you're saying it for the, no no saying he's saying he's saying it because he's uh i'll tell you off air but he's he he's uh like a working class dude is his thing mm. but he so he can't fly private to his fans because then yeah, but he does it. He's like, I'm not going to fucking fly with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, if I fly private, yeah. I'll tell you and I'll post it on Instagram. I'm going to yeah. tell, I'm never going to fucking lie to you about a thing. I'll fucking, because I be- love that. I won't fly private without champagne. There's got to be champagne. If I, I'll flip out if there's not champagne. Dude, <laughs> if we don't have caviar, then what the fuck are we doing? You better be a hot fucking yeah, just, flight attendant. Just go the other direction. <laughs> the fucking, I had, uh, I got, Tom for my birthday one year got me a private jet to take me like to a bunch of like back and forth to a bunch right. of things. And I thought I'd been flying private until Tom flew me private. Yeah. It had a flight attendant. It had like like I've never had a fucking flight attendant. Like usually we flew on a private jet one time where we had to piss in a cup and pour it in a bucket. That kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of takes the elegance yeah. out of it a little bit, I would say. It was so bad. But uh, you sometimes I won't back to the cigar thing real fast. I just I think uh, sometimes a cigar on a podcast because I watch my friends do it who I love, but I'll watch it and I'll look and, you know, uh, like if you're an uh, up and if you're an unknown comic and you're on a big podcast, you're smoking a cigar kind of looks arrogant oh. to me. It comes oh. off a little bit like. We're just two guys trying to, like, yeah. two uh, successful guys trying to figure it out. It's like, well, one of us is. It was, it, it was, <laughs> uh, the best is when you see guys do Rogan and smoke a, pod, a cigar. Yeah. Because you see guys that have never smoked a cigar, and they're yeah. like, this is really good, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. No, and I like, did. I Tell did. me more about the DMT I just took. <laughs> I can't wait to trip. I did Rogan and he was like, do you want to, do you want to smoke a cigar? I was like, nah, I was, I smoked it outside before we went on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just felt like it would look, I mean, he can smoke a cigar, but me. I, I People don't like, realize that's the move on Rogan to say no. That's the move. Yeah. Do you want to drink? Whatever. I don't know. I've never really said no, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like Segura says no all the fucking yeah. time. 
Yeah, he's like, Joe's like, you want to smoke? And Dom goes, nope. You want to drink? No. Do you want a cigar? Uh-uh. Yeah. I want to leave early. Tom leaves early. Oh, like wow. every, he'll be like, he'll, you you do a pot. We used to do this. Well, thing. he was been on a bunch of times. He's like, uh, you know, Tom's huge. Yeah, Tom so. also is not, he does not, I care what people think about me. It's my, it's my Achilles heel. Right. It's, it's why, it's why I have to run my social media the way I do with someone else in charge of it because it does affect me. I mean, it, and it's so silly to say, but like, a negative comment i feel like i let that person down yeah we're yeah. sensitive we're sensitive yeah. that doesn't change i don't i think yeah. with your levels of success no not but at that's all. why you're that's why you're a great comic because you're sensitive if you're not sensitive you didn't you wouldn't be a great comic Ooh. nobody you wouldn't be a great comic if you weren't sensitive to uh you know what was happening yeah i, I feel like i i feel like that sensitivity is what gets you to write jokes yeah. you know where like today i was this is going to sound so – I never talk about politics. But today I, I just found out what's going on in New York with the uh, – they're called asylum seekers. Uh -huh. They're not immigrants or they're not migrants. They're asylum seekers. I guess that means they're not Mexican. I don't know. Hmm. You, do you know what's going on? I just know that uh, what I read in like the New York Post, which oh. is basically a third grade level. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, they spoon feed you the news, and then there's a lot of uh, page six um, with uh, these TikTok models who are, um, you know, exposing themselves. So that's what I read basically. But I, I, I haven't seen it really. But yeah, the the, the migrant crisis is supposed to be a, a huge. It's huge. huge and issue. I am so sensitive that, like, I there's a part of me that there, like, I I feel both sides of the fence like i feel, literally fence wall i guess yeah. i should say but i feel <laughs> both sides of it i feel what it must be like as a father to want your a better life for your children and yeah. see new york as like literally the landed opportunity right new york is like i was trying to write a joke about it today this is the joke i wrote new york's like a porn star who it, it's like it, new york's like a porn star that you're dating and now she won't do anal with you you're like <laughs> but that's your thing you did anal. Like, you did anal with everyone. You were a gaper. That's what... The Statue of Liberty was you gaping yeah, yeah. for everybody, yeah. and now you don't want to fucking do it? We're dating? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I feel... Yeah. Now I feel like an asshole. So, like, I was... That was a joke I wrote. It's not a great one. I'm not great at jokes. But, like, the... Uh, the... Uh, and, then I, and then I empathize for the guy on Staten Island who's like, yo, man, now all of a sudden my kids' schools... I'm not, Staten Island's a bad example. Like, North... Right, I guess right, right, North... Right. Yeah, North, uh, like Hudson, what Hudson Valley? Like now, my kids' schools are overrun. Right. They added a hundred and fifty kids to every grade, yeah, yeah, because of this. And it, and then the part of you know, the part of me goes, I think it's actually kind of funny that Rob Ron DeSantis and Abbott. I, I think it's kind of I, ironically funny that they were like, "Yo, yo, you didn't like our the way we felt out about immigration? Cool, we'll bust them to you." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now New York's like, yeah. "Dude, this is fucking <laughs> bullshit." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it can be it's it's funny in the yeah. way that it's like convenient to look at other people's problems and not empathize them, right. which is what New York was doing right. to Texas right. when you guys are racist. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, you can't you can't call people racist for having a border policy. I don't know the ins Dude, and the outs of yeah. it, but to have a border policy, you can't call people racist for having a border policy. You need a border policy. Yes, and people kind of don't understand that. We're just talking loosely. They're like, why not? It's like. You got to know who's in the country. You got to know the numbers for the schools. 
you got to know you got to know this stuff, dude, for, yeah. for infrastructure. And like, gets, you can't just go, yeah, just we don't have a policy or we have a policy. We're not going to enforce it. It's like that shouldn't be something we disagree on. No, I, 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 entirely. And it's so funny that now that it's New York's problem, they're all turning on Biden, all the politicians, yeah. all the Democratic yes, yeah, politicians, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're realizing, yo, this isn't sustainable. Right. So, but I empathize with both sides of it. I empathize right, with right. like whatever Amy Schumer must say, you know, because I know that she's diehard liberal. Right. Chelsea Handler, I know right. that they across the thing are like, you know, they're they're like they're like the fucking tatted on the face liberals. Right, right. Like they're like, yo, these are my politics. It'll never yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. that guy. They all my ch politics right. change. That's why I don't talk too much about politics. Nah, but it's one of those things where it's like just common sense kind of has to prevail. It's like with the. You know, I was in Austin a few times and the homeless situation there is like they're on some kind of uh, something that's like, it's not heroin. It's something else that makes them super aggressive. Like yeah. you, if you're there for four days, you will get into at least one screaming match or yeah. somebody will be screaming at you at least one time while you're there. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, dude, respect and compassion, everything. I don't know what the answer is. It's not this. Yeah, it's, it's not, not this. this. Dude, the homeless problem here is is. It's different because it's bad in Hollywood. It's bad in, uh, it's bad in Venice. It's bad in Santa Monica. But like where we are right now, we don't see it too bad. Right. And so it's like in a weird way, we're like New York going like, yeah, it's bad, but we just don't drive over to Hollywood. Right, right. When you drive to Hollywood, it's fucking crazy. And Austin is, is crazy that they haven't fixed that because they're mm -hmm. the kind of people that don't look for like. I don't mean I mean this respectfully to Austin, but they don't they look for the economics of it, the the uh punctuality of getting the problem solved, mm -hmm. hence sending all their their uh they not uh freedom seekers right. to New York. Like they just go, Oh, this'll work. Let's just fucking put them in buses and send yeah. them to New York. And so it's crazy, dude. I both both sides kind of have to admit that it's not like a simple fix. It's not like a simple problem. These people have you know, mostly drug, I would imagine, drug and alcohol issues, mental health issues. These are like multi-layered problems. So it's expensive to solve. It's not like a one, it's not like a one uh, fix on either side, like a one thing fix on either side. I saw, it's a complex problem. I, anytime I see like, especially, I don't know why, but like young girls who are homeless, like meaning girls, just girls, meaning, I don't know, maybe 27, whatever a young yeah. is to me. I always think, they didn't plan on this right like they didn't like sometimes with dudes especially the ones with like fucking like uh what's the what's the road warrior type outfits yeah, yeah. like the homeless dudes who are right. like got the bike got the dog yeah got the fucking mohawk yeah and they're talking that like i go i don't know maybe that was in that guy's plans the whole time right when, when i see like young girls that are with those dudes yeah. i go they didn't plan on right that. and I, I don't think it I, I, you know, Dr. Drew and Dr. Drew says, I'm saying this, I don't know when he said it, he said to me a long time ago, but like, you got to want to not be homeless. And some of these people, they don't, they won't, they don't want to fix to the solution. I guess it's addiction right. or mental health problems. Right. It's addiction and mental health, which stops. Well, I'll counter your Dr. Drew with my Dr. Phil, which is get off your ass. And no, <laughs> I love Dr. Phil. He just gives it to you straight. The, uh, the, I mean, this doesn't happen in Tennessee. 
Oh, no, Nate no. Bargatze. No. <laughs> what does Nate think? Nate's got to be like, hell, man. I don't know. I don't, that's why I don't live there. You know? Come on, man. Hey, Come uh, on. congrats on the special. Congrats you, on the buddy. special. Thank you. And I love what Nate's and doing. And thank you for having me. I know, you're, I know you're super busy. No, thank I you am, for having me on while I, I was out here, man. There's a handful it's of a people huge thing. I will always make time for. And, and because for me, it's a, it's a treat. I was thinking this today. And I'm being serious. Uh, I got up this morning. Uh, I've been getting up early because I'm not drinking. And I got up and I try to think of I try to think of a word. What was the word today? Uh, swag was the word today. Yeah. It's, it's silly words that I try to write jokes around or uh, try to think what, how do I apply that to my day? How do I find a way to like swag was the word today. And uh, I, I remember you saying something about your father when he passed and you were talking about his hair and i said yeah god damn it that family does have good hair yeah and then i was like you know they got a lot of great qualities and i was thinking about you the one thing i was thinking is you are a you've always been a really good person across the board even just in the way you perceive fairness in life and it's in you taught me something that i won't talk i tell you off air but you said something to me one time that sticks with me so uh adamantly and i thought of this morning and i thought dude there's swag and then there's silent swag like people who are just good like sometimes you'll be talking shit about someone at the comedy seller or comedy store and then the dude will just get up and be like eh, i don't want to be a part of this and you're right. like that's silent swag right right. and right. you're like dude that's i wish i had more of that i right. don't i don't right. i'm like i'll keep going tell me send me the video i want to see it <laughs> yeah no no i'm I fucking bad but you've got I that like whatever you were raised with is like good people energy that you carry on throughout life. Thank you. I was thinking about that today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, uh, work hard, stay focused. And it's hard to do now because there's so much going on. And I got to like, I know you like get up and do like a cold, you doing a cold plunge. I, I saw it on cold plunge. That's unreal. I did. I take cold showers. Oh, I, I do all it. that. And uh breathing practice Wim Hof. Dude, I got know. a new breathing guy that just hit me up. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Go get in my DMs on Instagram. I got a new breathing guy. Keep going. Yeah. So I try to do that because it's hard to if if you're if you wake up first thing in the morning and you're on Instagram and you're seeing what everybody else is doing and everybody's best living their best, it it it, it screws your mind up, especially in the first half hour of the day and yeah. right before you go to bed. So that 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 screws you up big time. So it's like it's important to keep your mind clean. And I fall sometimes. I fall down and I have to be like why do I not? Why am I not feeling good? Oh, I'm not feeling good because I'm not doing my routines. Get up, stay off Instagram. I delay Instagram. I'm starting to delay coffee until really? like yeah later on in the day, oh, and wow. uh, and taking cold showers. Get up and a huge thing is getting a workout in. I can't do it all the time. Once in a while, I'll get a workout in before coffee. Just get up and go right oh, to I, the. Gym. I gotta have coffee and a workout at the same yeah. time. I'm, I'm my my lately because of my schedule. My schedule is just fuck because. Uh, because I'm around, Isla's want, wanting me to take her to school. Right. So I've been driving Isla to school every morning, so it's fucking up. My, the time I'd work out is normally 8 o'clock, and that's when I'm driving Isla to school, and then I'm driving home, and it's 7.30 to 9 o'clock is I'm on in traffic. So And then my day starts at 10. Today I started at 9. Today I started at 9. Right. And then, so I got to work out. I'm working out after this. But uh, I love an early morning workout. Yeah, yeah. It's because coffee... Coffee's like a coffee's a drug, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm addicted to it, 
but it's like you get up, you have coffee. But if you get up and you work out, you're, it sends a weird message to your body. It's like you're not getting that outside stimulation. You're getting it through natural means. Yeah. And it, 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 it kind of changes your, it changes your day a little bit. Do you know how they came up with coffee? No. They found these beans, right? And the guy tried to chew them and they were hard as, f- and he, no, hang on, I'm going to fuck this up. They tried to chew them, they were bitter, so he left them out, and then they got hard. So then he tried to soak them so that they get soft, and then they produced coffee. This is what they think. Right. And then he sipped it, and he was like, yo, I'm up. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, you know that, because have you ever had too much coffee? Yeah. Where you're shaking? Yeah. (laughs) You're like. Your your mind is racing. (laughs) You're like, ah, I don't know. What's going on? Everything's crazy. And then you just, and then you, the worst is the drop afterwards. Like nothing's going well in my life. Like you catastrophize (laughs) when you come off that coffee high. It's really, it's really brutal, but it's a drug. It's It's a a drug. drug, It is a, so the difference between, okay, so. So here are, the, here are my takeaways from coffee. These are the things I learned. So it's really big in the Middle East because uh, they didn't allow alcohol with, yeah. with Islam. They right. wouldn't allow alcohol, but they didn't mind coffee. So dudes drank coffee like alcohol because it was a stimulant, and it got them thinking. And they'd have these rooms where they'd go and have coffee and talk about you know religion or politics or whatever. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big thing. And then um, what was the other takeaway from coffee? Oh, this is the cool one. So, like the best coffees are made in like, I think Brazil or like yeah. that area, South yeah, America, South America yeah. um, uh, Ethiopia, uh, Vietnam, and somewhere else. Well, anyway, the I think it was King Louis's wife was smitten with this dude from fucking Brazil who came over to party with them. And he was like, his big thing was like, yo, can I get some of these coffee, this coffee you have? And they were like, no, this is our fucking moneymaker. Like, we're making money off this shit. Yeah. We're not giving it to you. And King Louis' wife, I'm fucking this up so bad that people are going to be like, it was Napoleon's wife. <laughs> she she goes, she loved this guy. She was like, this guy's so fucking cool. She goes and gives him flowers at the end of his trip. She's like, have a safe uh, trip back to Brazil. And he's like, cool. And she's like, check inside the flowers. And she gave him coffee seeds. And that started fucking South America's coffee production. Yeah. I just listened to a podcast with it. (laughs) It's amazing. Do you think, do you think the amount of information that's out there, really? I mean, it's like you you don't even know to go. I'm surprised there's even college anymore. You could just do courses yourself, listening to podcasts, reading on your phone, everything on your phone. Yeah. That's a joke. It's like, are kids still going to school? Isn't there an app for that? There should I talked, be an app for school. I talked about the assassination, the assassination of uh, President McKinley. I, I listened to a podcast with Isla about the assassination of President McKinley. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot. It's natural to feel a little sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and possibly positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. And there's a lot going on when you think about it. You got family coming in town. You got travel. You got lost luggage. You got dinners to prepare. You got expectations of family. You got expectations of yourself. Personally, therapy helps me stay grounded. And if you're thinking about therapy or starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire 
and you get matched with a licensed therapist right away. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Burt today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Burt. This episode is brought to you by Helix. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Very simple. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes, and your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. I took the test, found the best mattress in the world. I have no shoulder pain whatsoever because I'm a side sleeper, and all of a sudden my life's changed. I can do shoulder presses. I can do bench presses. I used to have to warm up just because of the way I slept. Not anymore. Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and a free bedroom bundle for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. The bundle includes two free pillows as well as a set of sheets and even a mattress protector. Go to helixsleep.com slash Burt and use code HELIXPARTNER25. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I, I listened to a podcast with Isla about the assassination of President McKinley. And she goes, uh, she gets in, the, she gets home yesterday and she goes, yo, I brought that up in history class. I was like, what? She goes, I like said, they like, they were talking about assassinations. We right. had just listened to it. And she goes, I like raised my hand and was like, oh, I, I know about the assassination of McKinley. What's interesting about his assassination is, and this is what you always got to watch for if you're about to get assassinated. The dude clearly has the gun in his right hand right. right mckinley goes to shake his hand and the guy's only got his left hand free so he sticks out his left hand and mckinley's like oh okay Southpaw. no big Southpaw. deal <laughs> bang 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 next thing you know gangrene sets in he's dead so <laughs> so i was like yeah i talked about i talked about this and then i was like so then we started listening to podcasts on our ride to school in the morning and it's like she's there's so much more interesting than yeah. school yeah the dude's voice right uh hitler's father was a beekeeper <laughs> you'll never forget that information yeah, yeah. his father yeah. before work would have yeah. one glass of wine with a cup of sugar in it and you're like these little fucking tidbits now can i make a suggestion as a former teacher please listen to the podcast and the way to school and at the stoplights hit pause and then discuss wait Hit All pause right, yeah, on the yeah, yeah, hit yeah, pause yeah. on the podcast. Discuss it now. What do you think about that? What do you think about what we just heard? Yeah, and ask her some questions about it. And then when the light turns green, then you put I the hit, podcast. I back hit on pause. Again. Well, hey, I hit, today we were listening. Today she switched. It was about feminism, and she's like, "Boo!" I go, "Yeah, you're a chick. You should listen to this." And she's like, "Dad, it's just not interesting." And I was like, "Really?" And she goes, "I go, yeah, but all your rights are because of these women that protested the fucking right. the." Miss America contest in 1968 or whatever. And she's like, she's like, yeah, get, get something fucking, I want to hear the crocodile hunter one again. <laughs> I was like, shit. And so we listened to this, they have this great one called I survived. Mm. And it's about this woman. that went parasailing, right. paragliding. And she got caught in a storm and ended up at 30,000 feet unconscious. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And, but Isla, I know Isla so well. As she's listening, he's like, and then she was raising at a at a rate of four meters per second. And I know Isla does not know what a meter is. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, do you have any idea what that is? She goes, no. And then I go, wait, 
hold on, what words are are are, are kind of tweaking you right now? And she goes, "What's a thermal?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, so like we had to pause. I had to explain the podcast right. to her. Look it up. Yeah, but like, okay, I mean this for real, right? Right. I'll I'll try to think of a name of a a name of a guy that no one can protest. I'll, I'll do Brian Callen. I love Brian Callen. Right. Everyone knows I'm friends with Brian. Yeah. So what is knowledge? Brian reads a book, uh, Germs, Steel, and Oats or something. You... And Rachel Garcia read it as well. Did you read it? Guns, Germs, and Steel. Mm. And then he goes on Rogan and he uh, relays the information he read. Right. And then I take it in and then I relay it. At a certain point, are we smarter or are we just saying things we've learned? Like, who's the smart one in this story? Like, it depends because it feels like a game of telephone. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like the f it, facts change every time. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know what it was about, but it's like a completely different thing than what it originally said. Yeah, like I go, <laughs> I go. What's so? Like, what is intelligence? Right. Mm. Like, because I think m everyone would say most people would be like, comics are just fucking morons. But then I go, we're we're having original thoughts. Right. Like we're having original thoughts that we say, and we come up with on our own. Usually right. they're based off of something super simple. Yeah, like grounded in uh, a lot of my stand up, I feel really. like I just mishear people. And then I go, Did you say that? And I'm yeah. like, No. And I go, Oh, that would be funny if you yeah. had. Um, but like, there's always a kernel of truth in there. And then you ask the what, you just start throwing questions at it. What if this? What? I mean, some stories are just ready made, and you're a great storyteller. So maybe some stories are just ready made, but usually there's like a, a kernel of truth yeah. in it. And then. And then you extrapolate it out. I watched a documentary on uh, Eichelberg. Who's the guy they kidnapped in Venezuela? Uh, one of the one of they got an old Nazi, but he was like right. sixty five. Right. And I was like, he did it when he was thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we like, are we gonna forgive? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, Jordan Peterson says something. I'd never read the book, but he was talking about this book called Ordinary Men, yeah. and it was uh, this German police force that they asked to become nazis they gradually be, they they became not they were just policemen but then like hitler took over and they oh this was they asked them to become nazis and I've they heard about and these. they gradually you it's interesting because they come they are moral men at first yeah but then they gradually descend into being monsters so it's like that's much more interesting to me than yeah. it's like let's kill these nazis they it's like I get that, you know, I get that they're the um, antagonists and, and they're evil, but it's like, it's much more interesting to me to see a moral man and at the end of the movie, he's an, he's becomes an evil man. How does yeah. that happen? Or even better yet, like when you look at like, when you look at, uh, I don't, did you see Jojo Rabbit? Mm -mm. Well, Jojo Rabbit, and uh, spoiler alert, but like one of the bad guys isn't a bad guy. He's a good guy. Right. Uh, it's the Sam, Sam Rockwell's character. And you go, I always think this. I always go, what, am I that good? Like, if I was, if it was Nazi Germany, yeah, would oh, I be? Yeah. Like, would I be good? Everybody always thinks that they would be the hero in that yeah. situation. Would I be like, a good slave owner? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, like it's where the, would you actually be when all the pressure is the other way? Yeah, because you immediately when you watch uh, five, tw twenty years, twelve years of slave, yeah, or or did Django Unchained? You go. That guy's a fucking animal. Yeah, yeah. But then you have a hard time, and I and I I've I've been trying to tether this to the thought of Karens because everyone sees a Karen mm -hmm. and they go fuck that lady mm -hmm. until 
one day you're trying to get through traffic and there's a cement truck parked in the middle of the street yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, hey man, can you move? And he's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then next thing you know, your yeah. phone's out. And you're like, the, the clips are out of context. I always do it as a former teacher yeah. with, uh, they, they should watch this teacher flip out in class. He's just flipping out, flipping desks and all that stuff. And it, and it's like, ah, oh, look how terrible, look how bad this guy is. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Put the camera on one minute before all of that happens and yeah. see if you wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like he's acting that way and you're just showing the clip. Yeah, out of context, that's nuts. But if you would have saw one minute before that all happened, you know, you might understand it more. Not that it's an excuse. You never should act that way. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Everything's out of context. Everything's, everything's out of a video clip. Everything's a video clip and it's out of context. And you go and and I, I think there's not enough empathy in the world. I've been smoking a, a little bit of weed lately. Mm. And I've <laughs> it's a good preface. I've been doing mushrooms lately, and I gotta say that we're all one in harmony, dude. <laughs> it's amazing how empathy works. Where you go, where like marijuana allows me to take a step backwards and go. Like Leanne was lighting someone up in the car last night. Yeah, we're driving over the hill. We're going to dinner, and she's just fucking hammering this person. And I was like, I don't know for whatever reason. I guess I just tried to see the other side as she said it because I was in agreement with Leanne. And then I was like, hey, I've been afraid. I've been afraid I was going to lose stuff before. Like when you get, you know, when you get needy with a girlfriend and yeah. you're like, and then you start not behaving like yourself. Yeah. And then you know that she's like, what the fuck? He's changed. Fuck him. <laughs> and then you're like, no, no, no. If you just gave me a, an inch of what I needed, I would go back to normal. Right. I would be the guy. Like there's no way I could. I, I've never was that guy. When, in any girlfriend relationship, the second I felt like I was losing them, I spiraled out of control. Like yeah, I was, yeah. I gave them every reason to leave. Right. And so I was doing that in the car last night. And then I was like, I was like, wow, man, this is a pretty powerful drug. If it, if this is the fucking thought of it, if this is what it does to you, like this is, and and being on stage doing stand up with on, on weed, I've never done it. I've yeah, never yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah. I've never done it. I did it the other night and I came up with so many like just weird premises that maybe, in conception in that moment we got a groan right but i said i was like hold on yeah it's like as a comic sometimes we're like cheese connoisseurs we're like no i know you smell feet right now but you pair this with a cabernet yeah, yeah. and you're gonna really enjoy it right and it's like um it's like one of those things too where it's like there's something here we have that in instinct now this long enough to be like now there's something here. It's not this. It maybe it's not this because it's not getting the reaction that I need. But there's something with this. Yeah. I've been doing jokes about the electric chair. I find it fascinating because I was in the South and I was like, God, oh, that's an electric chair yeah. territory. Do you remember when they killed Ted Bundy? Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do remember too. That. I do too. We're the same age. Yeah, you were the same so, age. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember the that. The radio station went went silent for a second. They go, okay, hold on. They're gonna be pulling the trigger wow. in, in three. Yeah, that was in Florida. Two, yeah, yeah. One, and then they went. Yeah. and they were static on the on the channel Q one hundred and five, and we were like, and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Ted Bundy is dead, and I, I remember that. I remember the same. One less single bachelor out there for you. <laughs> I know you ladies thought he was a handsome lawyer. But um, no, I always think about the electric chair from uh, the perspective of there's 15 witnesses. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm insecure enough to be like, could I sell that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like embarrassing if you can't sell your own execution. They got to go to another execution. 
to get like to to paper the seats. <laughs> Can I paper the house? They just like, hey, there's this, or go into Hamilton, the line in Hamilton. It's like you're not gonna get into this, but you want to watch some moron get uh, a thousand volts. I bet it's so fun to watch someone get murdered. Like I bet there is because you know that is that was the definition. Uh, you guys were right. We should have had two asterisks. Um, that was the definition of entertainment. Right. Like during uh, the reign of terror in France, they would just. I thought that was the movie Running Man. Wasn't that the whole it movie, was the movie Running Man? Running it's Man. like yeah. Richard Dawson. It's like, hey, it's like it's, it's turning uh, him into. It's it's cancel culture. It's yeah. the it's watching someone. But the uh, fact is, you're watching somebody who deserves it. You're watching. That's the whole rub. It's like you're you watching somebody need, who deserves it. They don't even need to deserve it. it. They don't even need to deserve it. Look at the girl that just said, "Going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS." Ha ha. LOL. She got her life ruined. ruined. Ruined, yeah. and it was more like they were just like, they were like, "That's it, fucker." Yeah, like she deserved it to the public, right? Because she was a wealthy white chick who yeah. didn't have and worked in PR I and, and worked in PR. That yeah. was probably yeah, but like to like, the, to them, it was like, yeah, she deserves to have her life ruined. Yeah, like they, like they, you don't even the kid that that smiled at the Native American guy. Mm. The, oh, thank you. Oh, we got so many ashtrays from the company Raw, the weed company. Here, put yeah, put one next oh, to Mike. Um, we yeah, I'll take one. Sure, why not? Uh, thanks, Jen. Thank you so much. But like, there's like, that's why they deserved it. The kid that laughed at the Native American mm -hmm. guy that was beating the drum in his face. Yeah. All anyone needed to see was fill in the blanks of your hatred, fill in the right. fill in the slots of right. your anger. Right. Oh, yeah. young white dudes. Yeah. A uh, proud boy, like right. the all that kind of energy. That's yeah. him. Okay, we got him. Ooh, person of color. Yeah, fucking trying to show you culture. The word culture is a buzzword. Right, and then immediately the most punchable man on the internet. This guy needs to be. Here's where he goes to school. Like all that yeah. news, and that. I mean, that was like that was like apocalypto. We were watching apocalypto with Shane Gillis. And we were like, and you know, shame was canceled. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and the, you could see, I think we were pretty drunk, but he was like, this was the first set of cancel culture of like, yo, they're fucking Incas. Get them up there, drop them in the fucking, cut their hearts out right, in front right. of us. Yeah, they're fucking Incas. Let's go. Right, right. You fill, you fill in the thing. I, that, yeah. It's, and it's, and it, the reign of terror, they were like, they were like, yeah, he's a, uh, I don't even know why they were killing people in the Reign of Terror. Just like, he's a fucking, just has a fancy scarf or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's it's your own, you're channeling your own anger. It's a, it's a righteous way to channel your own anger. And it's, it's not when the, the right When was the last time you almost got a fight? Almost got into a fight? Yeah. Um, I think I was at, I was like in Pennsylvania at a casino. And I was just at the bar with a friend having a drink. He came out to see me. And some guy came up and started acting real wacky, like, hey, 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 whatever. I don't like that kind of, I, I don't mind if I know you, but I don't like that kind of energy just from a guy, like, yeah. around me, you know? Yeah. So he, he started coming, and it, he had, like, kind of a, a smart-ass energy, and it, it was it was aggressive. And immediately, like, it's like, oh, my God, uh, I either got to get away from this guy or I'm going to punch this guy, and I'm going to punch this guy. Yeah. So that's... He, he went away, fortunately, but he came up and it, it's one of those things where it's like not that notable, but like because it kind of just happened right at, all of a sudden. And it's like, oh, this is but your fight or flight kicks yeah. in 
And it's like, oh, I'm either got to get away from this guy or I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah. Because he was like, hey, 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 what's up, man? What's up? Trying to be like, uh, I don't know, cute, charm, entertaining or something or or, but he was doing it in a in a kind of provocative, aggressive way. I don't and like, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know him at all. Like I'm just, I, and he wasn't like at the show. He was just a guy at the. There was a band playing, and he was just kind of came up and, because I always take that as like, are you trying to fucking, are you trying to bully me? Oh, like I, I don't, I don't like that because I, I do not. Know. My hair raises on my back if I feel like someone presents themselves as, uh. You're weak, and I'll take ownership of this. Right. I'm gonna alpha you in this moment. I start going like, oh, I would. I don't. I don't. I don't really normally. I. I don't fight, or I don't get physical. Right. Or I don't get like in people's faces. But there are times when I go, oh, this. I don't like the way you're doing that. Right. Like there was a guy who, um, on the interstate the other day, brake checked me. I wouldn't even know I was close to him. Right. Right. Like I'm just not even paying attention. I'm thinking of something. And I guess he had been behind me. I guess, this is the most frustrating, I think, he, for him. I guess he had been behind me. I guess he flew up next to me and was talking shit, all of which I did not notice. I was singing The Grateful Dead. And he got in front of me and then brake checked me. And I was like, what? And th that's when I was, I was like, what the fuck? And then he kept doing it. And then we both got off on the same exit. Now, I'd, I get called... Uh, a lot of things by my daughters uh, because yes i'm sure this is whatever they want to call it uh, bigoted profiling whatever but i will judge i will i will make an assessment based on who you are by what car you're driving and how you're driving it right i will also uh based on whatever you are i will make all these assessments and then i will draw uh something out of that and this guy was a skinny Indian dude in a tan, uh, a tan Cadillac CRX. Okay, mm. so like, so he is. Oh, by the way, <laughs> sidebar: he might have recognized me in this conversation. <laughs> so if he's in, if he's he was trying to get an autograph, if he listened. To, well, no, no. What happened was we pulled up to the fuck. We got both got off on the same exit, and he was caddy, cat, like caddy corner to me. He was up front one car, and he had talked all this shit. And my, my heart's racing. I know there's rageaholics yeah. that that heart racing, that's what gets them off. And my heart was racing. I was like, oh, this guy's, I had flicked him off at one point. And then, and now he's there and his door opens and he kind of leans out of his car and looks at me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to fight. But the second I saw him, I don't know. I just did a lot of assessment. I was like looking at his car. I was like, I bet that's his mom's car. Yeah, I yeah. think he's younger. Yeah. I'm certain that based on his age, he probably isn't taking like, martial arts classes he doesn't look big right he had socks with a slipper on with a with a slide on as he stepped out he like opened his door stepped out and looked basketball shorts on i'm like oh so he's about the culture but he's not really about the culture right like and so i'm like oh i'll fuck this kid up yeah. and and sidebar on a road trip recently me and my daughter isla bought ridiculous fucking knives and i had it in the car and i said i'll just stab him i'll stab him yeah and on my heart's racing and then he like kind of like leans out of his car and looks at me and then looks at me and then gets back in his car. And I was like, well, that didn't go anywhere. And then he just drove off. He didn't right. do anything. And I was like, fuck, did he recognize me? Was I an asshole? And then he goes, oh, wait, that's Burt Kreischer. Fuck that guy. Now he's listening to this podcast going, oh, no, that was Burt Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> he just described my mom's car and my slides that my brother gave me. But it's interesting what happens to your body. Like we're animals at the base of it. 
because it's like as soon as you sense that you you're assessing it, you're assessing it, and just like scanning the car, scanning the it's like that's all like animal instincts, you know what I mean? And then the stop, and then it's like well, I got knives in the car, uh, you know, uh, you know I would only think of that because it's like what does he have? Maybe he's got a bat. I don't want to be ca- I don't want to be caught fighting with my hands when another guy's got like a Fuck bat or no. knives. But uh, I wouldn't be a, a, a opposed to something fair. Oh, it's yeah. like you're not thinking along those lines. Like this is like rage. Incident. Rage does not. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like anything goes here, dude. I, you know, and and, call and does me- it flash now when you do that? It, it, it's like I got a lot to lose because you have that initial rage, and then you go, "All right, if this plays out, I have a lot to lose here." Yeah. Oh, I thought uh, Bert Kreischer stabs a man off the 405, and I thought. There's no way, there's no way anyone will be able to figure this story out. Like, you know, like there's going to have to be a traffic camera. Someone's going to have to have a camera. Yeah, camera for you to stream it. Yeah, (laughs) because I need to sell tickets. I got to sell tickets. That's what I I would think. I would fucking, I I bet I could parlay that into so many fucking sold out shows. Yeah. Like Mulaney, all he did was got a divorce. Like I could fucking... (laughs) Just a road road rage incident and then you're selling... A murdering Indian dude. I murder him, and then I just go like, "Yo, no Indians on this tour." And then all of a sudden, the fucking alt right's like, "This is our guy." <laughs> this is our guy. Yeah, they just brand you. I don't want yeah. any asylum seekers at this fucking show. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy rage is happens. a weird fucking. And road rage is like not so. I don't drive, and I, I don't have a car anymore. Oh, that's kind of nice. I live in Manhattan, so it's uh, it's that's not what we're now. It's more in New York. It's just spatial awareness. You know, like people yeah. like too close to you, people like doing stuff near you, uh, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm afraid. That's of, rage. Do you, do you, are you hyper aware when you like get on the subway late at night? Do you even get on the subway late at night? Or are you like, no, I live that? in a, I don't do that too much anymore. When I did, when I lived in Queens, I would do that. But it's like, yeah, your, your antennas are up because it's like, you know, what's happening, what's going on, who's where, who's, you know, every stop is somebody new getting on. So you got to assess everything. You know, you're just, everybody's kind of minding their own business or whatever, but you're always like every stop. I'm sure, you know, you live yeah, there. No, so I did. you're assessing the situation. But it goes away. Stop. It goes away. Like you, if you don't sit, live in New York for long enough, it goes away. It's a form of PTSD. I bet. I knew a dude in the military who had PTSD, who couldn't walk uh, through parking lots. Being that open freaked him out. Right. Like being that, and there's and there and there is certain things that like as a new yorker your brain just trains you to assess the danger in new york i i don't know if you felt the difference when you moved out you're already gone when i moved to new york yeah. but it's like i moved from philly in in philly is i lived in a rel- relatively dense area in philly and when i moved to new york i could feel the difference in terms of like when i would go back to philly to do shows i would feel the relief of it's like oh it's not this and then I would come back to New York and it's that, you know, just the subway, the compact density of everything. You feel that tension. Yes. I used to go my and, cut- and also my mother, uh, when when other people come to New York, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, 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 please. But but they but they come to New York and they they they're shocked by the fact that like you're sitting on the no one looks at each other. Especially now, everybody's on their phones. Yeah. But uh, no one looks at each other, no one makes eye contact. Everybody is just like in their own. It's like it's weird that no one it's people kind of look through you and I understand why it's because if someone does make eye contact and comes up to you, it's, they're asking you for something. They're asking you for what, you know, 
And it's hard to decipher because it's like, are they asking me for directions? I'll give them direction. Like, you know, what this are is you? All the, also how you get robbed. Yes. So the, it's you, like. Robbery always starts with, hey, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's this guy? Dude, I used to go. So my cousin lived in, in Philly. And when I started comedy, to decompress, I'd go to Philly. In New York, I'd, I'd get on the train and go to Philly. My my whole my whole mom's side of the family lived in Philly, so I would go to Philly and decompress. We'd go to the Turf Club and have Heinekens and bet on horses yeah. and have lunch, and then go out to his place. And he'd go to work, he'd do some work, and then we'd come or school. I think he was in school at the time, and then we'd go out. And we'd hang at the bar down in the corner, and it was just like the smell of Philadelphia. Yeah, it smells cleaner. Right. I, there's a Christmas to the. I don't know if it's the trees or what. Or the or the grass, but it just smelled cleaner to me, and it was a great place to decompress. Yeah, it, the Jersey Shore is a great place to decompress, yeah. but Philly is like, or New York does have like a almost like fuck. It doesn't slow down. Like it. Yeah, they, they say the city never sleeps, but you're like none of them. Like it's just, and I remember like going through Washington Square Park and guys trying to sell me weed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to talk to them. And that's they'd be funny. like, smoke, really and I'd be funny. like, oh, no, no, I don't. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, smoke. And I'd be like, no, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have a cigarette on me. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, you want smoke? And I was like, I don't want any. <laughs> You're having a conversation. Yeah, like, Wait, this is more. Yeah, yeah, usually they walk by, got coke, got, got that coke, got that weed, got yeah. that weed, got that weed. It's like, I, I, I thought it was crazy, you know, because I, I, of all people, look like a cop. And they're saying it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, how is this possible? How are they not getting arrested? You know, why do you think material coming out of New York? Why do you it's 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 true. I think it's true. And especially right now with what's going on in comedy is the I'll say this. I mean, that no disrespect to anyone, anyone seen Austin or L.A. or 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 Atlanta or Chicago. But like the best comics, especially right now, are all in New York. You the, think I think so. Without well, I just think it's a, it's a consequence of, uh, you know, as it's always been just more spots more chances to get you think so yeah because it's it's there's more uh, even now it's like there's there's bar shows there the clubs it's like you can if you really bust your ass you can really get up a lot so that's always been the case in new york versus la i think age-wise you guys are the right age like like i feel like our la everyone was like I think there's a point when comics are like, I think you got to be over 40. I this think, is back before? No, no, no. Well, I, I've always thought. Because that's not the case now. Now it's younger is better. Yeah. According to like what's selling, I think younger and. and like uh, the Stefano's 39. Better. Yeah. Uh, Schultz has got to be 40, right? Yeah. Those guys are all like, uh, like 40, 10 years younger than me, like 40s. Yeah. 30, late 30s. Uh, early. Giannis has got to be 42. 40, yeah. Yeah. He's in his 40s. Yeah. Like everyone's in their, everyone's hitting that age. Right. But these guys have been in it. Like we're talking guys who like have been in it a long time and like yeah. came up through the ranks. I'm talking about younger, uh, maybe TikTok sensations. Fucking MTV and was smart. Guys. They'd redo Guy Code. <laughs> that was apparently the fucking greatest show that ever existed. More talent came out of Guy Code than SNL. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of talented guys were on there. A lot of talented guys. I never watched Guy Code one day in my life. Donnell you know, was on it. Want to know why erections were weird? <laughs> <laughs> erections are weird. What about it? What about when your girl looks over and you got one? What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> Thank God for that show, Bert. Thank God never, for it. I never saw an episode. <laughs> oh my God! I never saw. Just, you know, it's crazy. Were you more of a Guy Court guy? Were you? 
<laughs> no, that sure was a guy court. Too. Guy court. Guy, guy code. I, I, I'm making fun of it, but a lot of my friends, obviously, All our friends them, were yeah. on it, and they were great on it. But uh, yeah, they they make fun of it. Yeah, that's I've never I've never seen an episode, but uh, but like apparently that was the fucking shit. It was like we did a show for Comedy Central once. Me, uh, Amy Schumer, Theo Vaughn, Donnell Rollins, Red Grant. Uh, I mean, it, it, like I, I'm forgetting names, but it was like a bunch of people that are all headlining now. Yeah, and uh, or not, not just headlining, we're yeah, selling like arenas. You guys are all selling arenas now. And it was called Reality Bites Back, and I was like, man, they should have. I don't know why comedy. I don't know. I looked at television the other day. I'm with my daughter's uh, apartment or house. She was like, all oh, girls are there. I'm trying to watch a Florida State game. And I'm like, hey, uh, does your TV work? Because I can't get the TV on. And they're like, oh, we haven't even plugged it in yet. <laughs> I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we, it's there, but we haven't, pl- we haven't set it up. And I said, oh, well, let me set it up for you. Who, do you guys have cable? And they're like, What's, what do you mean? <laughs> you mean like Netflix? And I go, no, like, do you have, and then and the one girl goes, we have Google? And I go, no, I don't think Google's cable. She goes, I think you can get, is it like YouTube? Is it on YouTube? And I was like, hold on. I was like, you don't have like Spectrum or like Dish or yeah. like DirecTV? Right. And they're like, I don't think so. And the one girl was like, my dad just put the TV there. And I was like, okay, let me get you guys. And I looked at Leanne. I go, they don't, and Leanne goes, but honey, they don't have cable. And then I go, and then I look at five girls, not my daughter, but five girls in this house. And all of them are sitting on the couches in front of the television, and they're all on their phones. Right. And the one girl said something that was so fucking insane. And I and I, I, maybe I pulled more out of this thing. She said clips? they were watching crowd work <laughs> clips. <laughs> She's like, are they watching other people play video games? <laughs> that, that's my that's, <laughs> that's my numbing. Hey man, that's like that's how I know I'm old. That's my what. People watching other people playing video games and commenting on it. Right, I, I want to get on some of that money. And that's good money. Oh, uh, it's unreal. There's a dude, Ninja, who is like we're friends with. We know Ninja over here. He's he is I don't I won't say how much money he has because I, I don't I don't know. But I will tell you, way more than anyone I know. Yeah. And he he's the number one dude at playing like uh uh I don't even know the one where everyone what's the game? Where everyone builds a house and then you build the house and then you build another house and then you make fr- Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, I thought it was called being a contractor. <laughs> <laughs> build a house, don't finish it. I talked. Just to leave some- it there for a while. Have the guy call you. I talked to someone the other day and they said one of my favorite games is uh, I'm like a I build like a garden and then like I I tend to that garden and and then I go you know you can do that in real life <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yeah but it's just so much easier it's all on my. My- I got to get home. I'm having a virtual harvest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the virtual crops are pretty good this year. I know we sound like fucking boomers, yeah. but how crazy is it that people watch Gen X, baby? I'm Gen X, yeah. Gen X. That's I, how we do it. That, like, it's insane that like they would watch someone play a video that. Yeah. And it's like really entertaining. I've never, I've yeah. never watched. I've never watched one. Maybe I just, I'm sitting here crit- critiquing hip hop like my, like I'm my dad. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. I, oh, all they're just doing is saying the n word. It's yeah. not great. Yeah. But like, like I go. But there's stuff that you get that it's like there's stuff that I see that I get why it's popular like that what? I'm not like, into. Like what? I'm like, 
I'm not into it, but uh, just, I don't want any, but certain comics. There's oh. certain comics that I'm not into, but I get why they're popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but, but, uh, or certain things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, there's, uh, like, I, I never, I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list off things I didn't get. I still don't get. Okay. Mary Ballsmith from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching. But what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? It turns out the perfect gift does exist. And who else to bring it down your chimney than the leader in below-the-waist grooming? Keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped's brand new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the new Lawnmower 5.0. Watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Look nice when you're going to be naughty by going to manscaped.com and using the code BERT for 20% off plus free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is the ultimate bundle for the man that deserves it all, including... In this special sack is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, and all the Manscaped liquid formulations and two free gifts. I'm telling you right now, this is the best trimmer I've ever used. This is the upgrades are phenomenal, and you are going to love them. My balls look phenomenal. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BERT Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can take all the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. Hosting this holiday? HelloFresh Market has just what you need to please the crowd without the hassle from photo-worthy charcuterie boards to mouth-watering desserts. This is the go-to, especially with so many people coming in and out of your house that are going to be wanting food and needing things. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BurtCastFree and use code BurtCastFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash BurtCastFree with code BurtCastFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I'll tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off things I didn't get. I still don't get okay. Uh, couples dancing together, like learning a dance and doing the dance together. I never got it. Yeah, I never learning a like, dance together. No, but that's their. No, but that's their. There's that's their TikTok profile. Uh, is hot mom and a semi good looking dad right. who who learn a TikTok dance together, like like not the macarena, but like an elaborate macarena, right? And then do it together. I'm not saying I don't like dancing. I saw a dad teach his son his college line dance today and it was fucking awesome it was awesome watching his son go dad let me show you my line dance and then the dad taking over and going let me show you how it's done like that's great yeah Uh, a good dance video like the girls who do dance videos in dance studios or dance troops or or cheerleading squads i get it yeah but like the hot girl who's got the pretty attractive dad husband who looks like he paddle boards and 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 probably is a good guy, but he still is a Republican. And but they do like a dance, and the dad's like, okay, uh, uh, and he can kind of move. Yeah. And then they have, then that's their following. Like I don't, I don't 
understand. I don't understand lip syncing when they lip sync to like. Right, right. Like I don't understand when they're opening boxes, deboxing a gift. Uh, I kind of don't understand that. Yeah, I I don't understand. I'm opening a gift and you're watching me op- debox something. Yeah, I, I I can watch Casey Neistat do it. I used to get excited when he did it. He pulled on the way he did it. He pulled on a knife. Um, <laughs> pull out a knife if there's a, yeah if there's a knife at the end of it. You can't be against that. Yeah, I don't. Um, but like Takashi Six Nine, I watched that whole documentary. Yeah, and it's like. The, they were they were making the music videos and he's like the music really sucks but the the videos are are great that's where we're gonna make that the videos are great and then they showed clips of the video it's like no no, no I get this yeah. I understand yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah I understand why the videos are great they are you know yeah. I, it's great he's like, the music nine is 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 the, this generation's Kanye West like he's he's he I, just, mean, I don't know how popular he is after that whole trial and everything that is, is he still in trouble. No, he's not. He he's not in trouble, but you know he was with the um, a street gang. I don't know what they were. The Bloods or the the Bloods, yeah, or the Bloods. But he was with them while he was on this ascendance making music, and he was like, they were his crew. You know, his protection, his crew. And then uh, then the FBI closed in, and then he flipped on them. Yeah. And then he did some time, and now he got out. But he's you know he's got, he cooperated. He got, he got so, beat up at like a crunch right. fitness or something. But that's relatively. Uh, small like a, a a slight thing relative to what he did so you're a gangster rapper you cooperate with the government and then you come out and just continue your gangster rap career that's mystifying to me yeah because it's like and 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 they explained it they're like these kids on tiktok who are watching this are not in, they're not street kids and they don't they care. don't care they don't care they're white kids they do not care they're at little all. little white kids that like, live but, in but Sherman isn't Oaks. this all what it's it's gangster rap and this guy did the exact opposite, broke a, a code. Broke and the code. The code. The main code. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, and he's back and able to still have a career. That's unbelievable to me as yeah. in terms of like where we are. And I guess it's the technology and it's uh, like knowing your audience. Your I'm, audience is not street kids. I'm as astounded by that as I saw a roundtable interview with a bunch of directors, mostly of color, and Mel Gibson. And I went, Wow. Yeah. I'll be listening to this whole interview. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for Denzel to say something. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was like, we're going to hang on. Like I I don't mind. I believe in forgiveness. I yeah. believe in redemption. I believe in getting fucked up and you say something fucked up yeah. and 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 saying that isn't me. I believe in that too, by I, the way. I believe I really in, do believe in I, that. I believe in all of that. Yeah. I believe in I believe that dudes can be bad people at times. Yeah. And then go, "Hey man, I fucked up." Yeah. I fucked up. Right. She was fucking with my head. I was hammered. Hey, sugar tits, all of that. Right. All of that. Right. Especially with alcohol and drugs. Yeah. But at one point, with a smirk, Denzel doesn't go like, say something. <laughs> he didn't go, pack of, <laughs> pack of, <laughs> finish <laughs> this sentence. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he lead him into it like oh. a good director would. Yeah, like a good director would. <laughs> but oh. no, the other thing that's mystifying to me is these mafia. I'm a huge mafia uh i love i read books about it yeah. and all this stuff it's interesting to me that these guys would live a life of crime but then join an organization where there's rules there's like another uh there's isn't the whole thing doing crime not 
abiding by any rules and yeah, just being an outlaw. Yeah. It's like they join another organization where there's another set of rules and watch. authority to answer to. And now these guys are cooperating, which I understand why, because they're facing life sentences or were betrayed by people in their own life. Yeah. And now they're just and they're competing and now they're talking shit about each other. The yeah. podcasts are squaring off against each other. It's really something to watch. That's sweet. The gangster podcasts, mafia podcasts are having beef with each other. Yes. As they're having beefs with each other. It's like, you're a rat. It's like, no, you're a rat. It's like, you guys both cooperated. But <laughs> I think it's like, they're 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 fighting for views. They're fighting for, like, they're fighting for views. Like, my podcast. And then guys are, like, working with other guys, not working with other guys. Well, that guy's trash. And it's like, Sammy the Bull, which is the underboss of the Gambino crime paper. Yeah. He's, like, the biggest name. It depends, like, he's where He's got a podcast? Yeah, yeah, he's got a podcast. It, it, it depends where it your rank no was bullshit? when you flipped. Really? Your rank was the higher your rank when you flip, the more people want to hear. And these guys are unbelievable storytellers. Oh, I mean, I just natural. And the stories are so compelling. But the only issue is they have that one story to tell. So they have to really space it out and they have to really like spoon feed the crowd a little bit at a time in order to make it last. Because yeah. after a while, it's like, like with Michael Francis, who I think is an unbelievable, he's an unbelievable storyteller and had a uh, crazy um, he has a great podcast. He's very well spoken, but he just in his he he only has so much to now. He's doing like evaluating mafia movies. Like you need to figure out other sources of content. Well, the, it's the like there was a dude. There's a comic. Uh, I uh, I know his name, Johnny Mitchell. Do you know who that is? Mm -mm. He is a comic. I think I'm saying his name right. He's a comic who got arrested for selling cocaine, went to jail, and then came out. And I think he did Schultz's podcast. And he talked about being in jail and selling coke. And it's like he he told the whole story on Schultz's. And then Tom had him on and he told the whole story to Tom. Part of me was like, I kind of want to hear the story too. Right. Like I and then, but I'm like, I'm like, I bet he's thinking, I'm done telling that story. I want to move on. I want right. to do, I want to just be a comic. Part of me is like, I could hear that story a hundred fucking times. I can hear the one story a hundred fucking times. Really? It's, if it's a good story, yeah. like I go, just tell it to me again. But that yeah. also is the guy coming from the guy who tells the machine every fucking night. So like, what what, what do I have to say? But uh, but, but like, it's different on a podcast. Once people hear it on a podcast, they can oh, yeah. hear it a couple of times. And then it's like, okay, now what else? People are just like, you know, it's this disposable content that we're all into. It's like, all right, what's next? It's like, yeah. well, that's, then I cooperated. So now I can tell you my life since then. You know, yeah. I, but I, you're right. Why are they? Why are all these mafia guys? Why are guys that commit crimes such great storytellers? This I, kid Johnny Mitchell, I do not know him. I also watch all the uh, the guy that around the Tupac murder. Yeah. That's fascinating to me too. Oh my it's god! Like the With Tupac the Biggie murders, all like that. That's sort of the, that um, that whole thing. I'm addicted to watching those guys because those guys are like Crips and Bloods, Compton, and during the '90s, during that time when we were yeah. coming up, it's like. And we, we all remember that. And and it's just like how it happened and how it played out. It's really very interesting to me. Do they have a Crips podcast? They have to. No, but it's like uh, Vlad Vlad TV and um, I've done some Vlad. of the other guys. I've done Vlad. Have you? Yeah. It's, uh... But these other guys, the, he like interviews all of them, all of these guys who were involved at the time and like getting down to the reasons as to why like Tupac was um, killed and how it was done and it was it's 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 crazy that's insane i would love to listen i'm gonna listen to sammy the bull yeah his podcast i'd love yeah. to hear i that. mean those stories are the stories are unbelievable i i understand why there's a huge following but it's 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 
it's going to be interesting to see like where these, where they go. Cause we're comics. So it's like, there's always stories happening yeah. all the time. So we can always talk about that. We can talk about joke. I, anything we do, all we have to do is like make it funny yeah. and, and, and it, it, it works so that it's an endless supply of content. But with these guys, it's like a very specific time. They're talking about history. Because it already happened. They're not in the life anymore. Yeah. So they're not doing gangster shit anymore. So it's like they're talking about the time frame of when they were active. So there's only so many stories to go around during that time frame. Yeah, and then when they run out of stories, it's like, what's next? You but, know? No, but I was just telling a story last night to, I was telling, I was talking to my, we had dinner with my agent. And I was telling him about this buddy I had, like randomly like he I, he knows my agent probably knows all my stories probably i feel like he's been listening to everything i've done and then randomly we got into this conversation about this friend i had in college who was a fucking lunatic and then you go you go like if i told college stories i could probably tell college stories for the rest of my life if i tell family stories i bet there i bet i bet with a lot of those guys i bet a great producer could get even yeah. better content out of them. Like a great producer. Well, going, Sammy the Bull had seasons. He goes season one. He did season real? one. He had a really good producer. He had a really good setup. Season and now one. is he still doing it? Sammy? So I kind of dropped off a little bit because, you know, he got to the um, Paul Castellano assassination where they killed, they conspired to kill him and then them taking over the family, then them getting arrested and then him cooperating. And then to me, that's kind of the end of the, I guess he got rearrested for the ecstasy. Ecstasy, yeah. Yeah, but um, but like there's a, my point is there's a finite amount. I guess you could go back and, and just, yeah, talk about each each person that you were involved with. You know what I mean? I guess that's what a way is to it, do it. What is it about me and you that like guys like, like we're I'm drawn to that guy too. Sammy the Bull is a fascinating character fascinating. to me. Uh, John Gotti, the whole, all those, even gangsters in general. There's yeah. a guy that I spent- uh that was in the mafia that was uh at my honeymoon and uh danny and dawn and danny was clearly in in the mafia like he clearly was in in organized crime his chick was fucking smoking hot leanne and i just got married and immediately i was drawn to this guy like why we're all on this one little island and i just kept looking at this guy I go what's his story yeah he had like uh, he had really distinct tattoos on the insides of his calves and on his forearms. Really distinct. Like, clearly, like, I, I've, I'm in something. And we hung out with him. We had the greatest night. I ended up throwing up. It was the last night there. It was, like, fucking crazy. Right. But, admittedly, both me and you, immediately, those guys are, and I mean this respectfully to, to any of those mafia guys, they're more bullies than they are not bullies. Yeah. But, but and and I get turned off by bullies, right. but I'm drawn to it. I think some of the guys are. Some of yeah. the guys maybe are bullies, and then other guys, it's like anything. It's like some guys are, and some guys aren't, I think. But yeah. it, it's fascinating to me that these guys, um, at least with Italians, they're not, they're not outlaws. Yeah. They're not outlaws. They, they have rules. They have rules, and they're, uh, they're, they were very good at corrupting the system. They were very good at that. So yeah. it's like paying people off and using their heads a little bit. Some not, but but many of them were very smart. You know, they were very smart at paying people off and and uh, greasing the wheels and using violence only as a last resort. If you had to make a comedian mafia based on the people you know, <laughs> who would you put in that mafia? Like meaning I brains. Uh, like 
just brain you got brains and brawn right so you need like the brains and brawn but then also money makers money makers money what? makers is a huge thing because you got guys you got guys in that life from what i've read and listened to who are huge money makers but are pretty non-violent guys so yeah. it's like those guys are a benefit to the crime family because everybody eats off of them so then who would we put in 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 comedy yeah well you got to put the guys who sell those guys are in you know what i mean yeah but there's a lot of guys like you're not putting nate in the mafia nate sells great tickets yeah. but he's, he's not he doesn't belong in the mafia oh are, are you talking about like violence i'm talking you have to create oh i thought it was a like a comedy, comedy. no you got to try to create a comedy mafia transition guys who are who like i immediately my brain immediately goes to tim dillon <laughs> tim dillon would be a great mob boss yeah i think so he'd be a great even the way he carries himself in in oh. it, everything about him he's a teflon don yeah he's a great mob boss right because he i mean i was hearing a story about tim dillon the other night someone was saying they were watching his I fucking forget who said this. They were watching his clubhouse, like clubhouse was a thing during the pandemic. Yeah. And Tim was only doing clubhouse with investment bankers in Silicon that's Valley. That's really funny. That's would, really funny. That's all he does. But you know what? I got to say, it's like that's outside the box thinking. That's really outside the box thinking, which I got to compliment LA for that. LA, like in New York, it's like the comics are like grind notes to the grindstone joke writers go up get spots work stuff out like that but i gotta say the guys in la are like good at outside the box thing. i mean we're all doing that now but i gotta say during podcasting yeah. when people out here started podcasting us back there we were laughing and they're like oh my god for real write a joke yeah. write a joke dude what are you guys doing talking about your feelings yeah and then a couple of years later it's like it's a huge thing everybody every, people are tripping over themselves oh. i was one of those guys self-admitted you know self-admitted to be like oh my god really podcasting talking just talking turns yeah. out it's a huge oh it's, thing because i'm thinking so inside the box well, no it's, like, it's you gotta be able to think outside the box new york was so close to the forest they couldn't see the trees mm -hmm. and all la saw was forestry yeah. They're like, we see logging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we don't even see the forest. We just see right. an opportunity to start tearing down logs one at a time. LA's got the mentality. It's like, oh, we're bigger than all. We're bigger than all. It's, uh, New York is stand up for stand up's sake. St In you, LA, it's like, no, there's a bigger picture here. You don't and come that's to LA, really smart. Yeah, you don't come to LA to be a stand up. You right. come to LA to get in the entertainment business. Right. Like, that's, it's the biggest. It's like when I first moved out here. I remember talking to someone about spots, and they're like, spots? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, try to get up at the improv. And I was like, wait, you're not getting up every night? And they're like, no. You're up like three times a week? Right. And I was like, that's it? But like, is it true or not true that when you moved out here, like, uh, I don't know when you first moved out here, but I, when I met you, you were, I always pictured you as a guy who was like one of these guys, and this is how it works in L.A. for guys like you or like uh, purist guys where it's like you were on the road. Yeah. Every weekend. Well, I couldn't get So it's spots. like you were working out. So you were like doing five or six shows. Then you would come home. I would do I would do five shows every week regardless. And then I'd come home and do spots Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like we would do uh, Irvine and Brea. Me and Tom and Ian Bag were like the three dudes who probably did it the most at that time. Right. There were a bunch of guys that did it. But like we were, we were in with Frank and Dan who ran Irvine and Brea, and they would let us headline 
Irvine and Brea. So you do one show on a Tuesday, one show on a Wednesday, and then you leave Thursday morning. You do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come home Monday. I spend Monday night football with my family. But I just was, I just was like, there's only one way I know to get good at it, and is just get on stage yeah. more than anyone. That right. was the only thing I knew was like you just got to get on stage more than anyone can get on stage, and then you'll just get better than them. Right. And I was watching LA, and it was like I, I won't say names, I won't say names because it, it's not. But like I remember watching dudes uh, that were in LA that would like hang out at the improv. Yeah, and I was I remember going like, why are you? Why would you ever? hang out at right. a comedy club like i didn't understand the idea of like being seen was an la vibe right like being at the club i'm here yeah i'm hanging out yeah and then if there's some fallout I'll, t I'll get on stage i was like no man i don't show up at that club unless i got a spot i do not hang out at a comedy club right unless i have a spot uh, uh, save for the store at the store i wanted to be um i wanted to uh, the store was the only place and i did that as a, gr a grown adult where i would hang out to be seen so that hopefully I could get on stage so that I could get past. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, still to this day, like, I mean, I the amount of comics that go up, I, there's a lot of really great comics I just don't see do stand-up. I just right. don't see them. I no, mean, I don't see it anymore. I understand what you're saying. And it's a thing, it's a, it's a, it's a thing where it's like, oh, there's a, there's a better use of my time here. There's well, a better use of my time because is being in the clubs gonna sell tickets? Is that gonna sell tickets? Like what's gonna sell tickets? It's like it's like you do a video, you focus on a video, you focus on a web series, you focus on a podcast. It's like many more people are gonna see that yeah. instead of working in relative anonymity in a club. It's, that's got its use because it's like you're trying to develop the material and you can only do that by being in the club and failing yeah. and all that stuff. But it, in terms of like, getting a following it's like where is it going to pay more it's going to pay more on a podcast it's going to pay more uh, you know just do this things that you're doing on say be funny on a podcast be yeah. funny in another where, where you're, you're going to get fifty thousand people to see you versus you know 75 yeah i mean the the other thing is uh like now if now i feel even more removed because as i have conversations with people and they go what's you know God, man, it's gotten so, like someone said to me the other day in a podcast, how often do you think about comedy? And I go, it at times is the very last thing I think about. Like when we do Fully Loaded, it is it is the last thing I think about during that tour is my set. I have so yeah, many yeah. fucking fish to fry that I, mean, I don't me, think about my own Me meal. personally now, when I go on the road, I, I, I'm working on my hour. I'm working on a new hour and I, I, I have it. Um, I have the core of it and it's exciting and stuff but now when i go i'm thinking about tickets yeah am I, how am i selling what do i need to do to sell like that's really well, it's, my, it's, it's a, such a weird thing because it used to be it's like am i going to do good am i going to have a good set like how's it going to be now i don't think about that at all now i think about i think about my act but i uh but that's a constant thing whether i'm in new york or on yeah. the road but when i go on the road i'm thinking about you know am i selling tickets it's how, what are the tickets this, i'll tell you the the these are my thoughts about that it's, and I have a lot of thoughts because I think about that a lot. I think about the relation, the relationship you have with your fans. Like I'll use Shane Gillis as an example. Yeah. 
Shane Gillis is a underdog. Yes. And he connects with people in an underdog way. Like in a, a, you know, despite the big successes he's had in life that maybe have all been taken away from him or, or that have not happened or, or fulfilled. He, and in, in even like when they saw him get, start getting on Rogan, yeah, I think there is a type of person, myself included, who sees themselves in Shane and goes, yes. and, and so I think that's like I, I use Shane as an example because I I've watched I've watched him rise, right, and also he's a very reluctant hero. That's I think that's also like part of his accessibility is he doesn't know how to handle it. Like he really does have vulnerability his, because his, at the end of the day he he's a purist. Like he's yeah. a comic for he just wants to do comedy. You know what I mean? So he it, all the con, like he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be mixed up in all that. I don't I don't want to speak for him. No, he doesn't. Want I, he doesn't want to be mixed up in all. He just wants his comedy showcased. It's funny because I I really get a kick out of this. Is going to sound like oh you can only feel this way about a friend, but I really get a kick out of what's going to have to happen to him now, like because this special is pretty fucking amazing, mm -hmm. and it's on Netflix and yeah. I'm sure it's trending number one yeah, right it's now. Number one, it's great and. uh he's he's gonna have to, he's gonna get he's gonna have to make decisions that i know the right ones i know the wrong ones right. i've seen people make both i've seen where people go and this navigation you're talking about the, it's a weird thing because you're talking about like you want to see a guy like that win yeah you want to see him win and so now he's after you win then what yeah it's like now there's a decision it's like you gotta still the great ones all stay focused on the the act like you take a guy you know david tell these guys who are just you can give them a hundred million dollars you could throw them in the gutter david tells the perfect it's like example. they these guys are the same guys and that's dave, i think after you become a huge success like i'm sure like shane is and will be yeah. it's like you want to come back to that you want to come back to being a purist like will he do this is is this cake <laughs> what is that it's a it's a it's a show that they go to all the, it's their biggest show on Netflix, I think. They go to all the comics that have performed well on their platform. Yeah. We'd love to have you on Is This Cake. Now, it's that style of show mm -hmm. does not allow, it's a great show. I'm not shitting on the show at right. all. It's a great show. But it does not allow for Shane to be Shane. Right. You have to play within the parameters of that show. All celebrity. Uh, as a veteran of comics unleashed it, i have yeah. to say <laughs> but like like uh uh the dance show in america can you dance or yeah what or whatever so you called. think you can dance so you think you can dance yeah these are all shows that now will start being presented to shane where you watch certain people make certain decisions yes and and find out what path they want to go on and has ever got as a guy who has made certain decisions made certain choices uh, it's fun to watch the purist be presented with the same opportunities. Right. And, 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 you know, like I had a great, I had an amazing conversation with, with, with Atel one time and we were talking and I've had a, the same conversation with Lewis Black yeah. about when they all did that first, it was the first theater tour really of three white comics. It was Atel, Lewis Black and Mitch Hedberg. And they all got presented 
with the exact same opportunity. Do you now want to be a theater comic? You, The world is your oyster debut of the hit show on Comedy Central. Yeah. You are, I mean this respectfully, the best comic out of the three, and I mean that respectfully. Right. It's just, it's my opinion. I think Lewis Black is a fucking genius. Yeah. And I think he would admit, Lewis admittedly, I think, started as a playwright, stumbled into comedy. Right. And and but I think David and and Mitch Hedberg was a fucking genius, yeah, a genius. But in my for my money, David Tell without a doubt the best joke writer that's ever lived, yeah. And David Tell took the silent high road, right? This it's a silent high road because yeah. no one sees your decision you make. No one's Dave says I'm a club comic. That is where what I do is best. Right, I'm doing clubs. And they continue to just sell out clubs yeah. and sell out clubs. But he doesn't get the, and I mean this once again, all respectfully. I'm talking about the people that are out there, like the Brian Regan, I'll do uh, 75 theater shows a year and make $25 million. Or the Sebastian Maniscalco's, I'm going to do arenas yeah. now. He doesn't get that, that, that moniker because he takes the silent high road and goes, I am a club comic. Now, we all know it. Right. We all know. Right. But we had I had a great conversation with Attell one night about this and and about I don't think he ever second guesses his decision, wow. but like about that decision because I made the opposite decision. And I had, I was presented with the identical same choice. Do you want to do theaters or do you want to stay in clubs? For me, mine was made out of cowardice. I I said, meaning I didn't want to go to theaters because I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to go to theaters. So I didn't think I could fill them. So I was saying, I don't want to do theaters. I want to be like a tell. I was only saying, I know I can fill clubs. I want to stay filling clubs. Right. David Tell knew he could sell theaters out yeah. in a heartbeat. Right. He knew at a certain point he would have to change and stop being David Tell. I thought I could be Bird. I don't think I am. I don't think I'm the same comic that was in the clubs. I was a little more alive in clubs. I was a little right. more spontaneous in clubs. Right. But I made the choice to go to theaters. And it was interesting to sit on a private jet with David Tell and sit and talk to him about that decision, about his choices in life. And and what's even more interesting is to see him looking at me, seeing the choices I made, and now I have a private jet for me and him, and, and to watch him go, but what compromises did you make? Because there are compromises you make, right. 100%. You, I think you you may gain a bunch of fans, but the some of the purists look at you and they go, that's, that's just a guy that takes his shirt off and... And, and told the machine story, right? Had you just stayed in clubs and been the purist, you know? And so it's it's cool to me. I said it to Mark Norman. I think we edited it out of the podcast. But I was like, so are you excited for fame? And he was like, you could see him. Yeah, I saw that. I watched it. I watched that. Yeah. And, I watched that podcast. Yeah. And that's the question I say to you is like, you got the, yeah. the, your, your, the last album you put out is top to bottoms. And I, I only say, Second to Skanks for the Memories and Laughs Per Minute because Skanks for the Memories is my favorite podcast. Uh, my me favorite. Too. But me like too. we me, I've told you this. We listened to it in the parking lot at Gelson's, me and my wife and my daughters, fucking crying, laughing. It is the best. I have not seen the new special that Nate directed that's out on Nate Land. Yeah. I, but I, I only because I'm fucking overwhelmed with right, right. everything. I will watch it when we're on the road. Be, because you are, you, Sam Morel, Mark Norman are probably the three disciples, the three horsemen to David Tell. You are right. the ones carrying the fucking flag for where where purists of comedy land, and they go, those are the real, that's the legit right. dudes. But I go, so are you excited for fame?
We are supported by DoorDash. Low on time? Make the hours you've got a whole lot happier with the Dash Pass from DoorDash. Dash Pass makes every delivery even more worth it, helping members save more than $35 per month on average. Plus, Dash Pass delivers way more than just tonight's dinner, including special access to experiences, promotions, and Dash Pass exclusive menu items. All for only $9.99 a month. Sign up for Dash Pass now and you'll get your first month free. This is all my daughter Isla uses. This is literally, she uses this more than the portal she does for school. Put a little joy back into your schedule. Sign up for Dash Pass today. Use code BERT23 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass with code BERT23. Subject to change, terms apply. Sign up for more. Become a Dash Pass member today. So are you excited for fame? It's been, I've just been in the, in the grind of it for, for such a long time. And I'm old enough now where I don't think I would get drawn in by. Oh, you get um, drawn in. You get drawn in. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't get successful until I was like 45. Like that's, it's, by the way, they're, the age. I'm not right talking now. about, I think that's a, like deciding to do theaters over clubs is not like a. It's not what it used to be. But well, it's not it, what it used it, to be. It's because... not a thing where it's like, oh, I'm I'm going to do something different. It's like you could still. I mean, that's not really. You could still stay within the character of who you are and yeah. do theaters. It's it's theaters. Yes, yes, but theaters. There's there's something when you see someone in the club that it's a little more fucking. It's a little more it's immediate. A little grittier, yeah. It's it's streamlining it versus smoking it. Right. Um. And I and I wonder because we you know we all talk about like selling tickets and that that clearly goes hand in hand with fame, right? I'm just talking about the fact that it's like once you're selling and you already have them, yeah. It's like how much do I work on my act now? Because they're coming for me, kind of. I could they'll listen to me, kind of do whatever I want. Yeah. So it's like, so how much do I put into my actual act now? Like, how much do I focus on that versus focus on the other things? And that's really the question. And um, that's the tricky part. Yeah, it's the tricky part because you, you, you look at your, you like, is anybody, it's not that they're not going to note, purists will notice, but yeah. the actual fans, it's like they're coming to see me no matter what now. I have them. Yeah, yeah. I worked all this way. I did all this. I sacrificed and now I have them. So you just don't want to get caught. I think you don't want to get caught up in a thing where it's like, um, I got to You're never satisfied. You never look back and and you're satisfied with what you're doing. You just like keep. You, this needs to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, okay, uh, you know. But how much are you putting? How much are you, are you focusing on your act? How much are you focusing on your hour? Yeah, that's really what the the difference between being a purist is like because they're coming anyway. Now you already have them, so yeah. it's like, is there any benefit to working on your hour? You know, it's like that kind of a thing. It's 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 the uh, for me it is. For I've me, always, it's like I've always said it's like, and I, and I I've said this as long as I've said anything in stand up is are you challenging yourself like on stage? I, one of the things I admire about Bill Burr to the fucking sky is that it seems to me from everyone from my perspective, and I've spoken to him a little bit about this. 
um, was that he challenged himself on every hour he did. He did yeah. something new. He did something different. He never was like he never like hung his hat on what he was great at right. in in initially. He always challenged himself to do something even better than before. And I I would notice it. I would watch specials and go, man, it seems like he's doing a little more act out. Right, right, right. Like you know, like yeah. it was really like he's already got the things. He's already got like. For him, it was like as a golfer, he's, he's like he's got the fade, he's got the draw. Yeah, he's gonna now he's gonna learn how to do a fucking knockdown shot, or he's gonna do a, right. a, a like a a screamer up yeah. the you know. It's, it's Neil Pert. Neil who's Pert, Neil Pert? Neil Pert's the drummer from Rush. Yeah, he retaught himself to play the drum. I mean, he's passed away now, rest in peace. Yeah. But he was playing a certain way all his career, best rock drummer arguably ever. And then at the end, like the last few years, he was he learned to play. A different way really yeah he completely switched and just relearned it's it's terrence crawford who's a he just fought he's a world champion yeah. boxer he hurt his hand it was just a just a um sensation and a, and, a, and a great boxer in the in the ranks unknown for a long time became world champion but um hurt his hand earlier in his career hurt, hurt his right hand and and instead of just staying out of the gym he went back to the gym and learned to fight southpaw now he can switch he can switch, and he Jesus. just beat Errol Spence, who's a great fighter, and he did it. He fought Southpaw the entire fight, and Errol didn't know how to, didn't know how to deal with him, and he he stopped him in the ninth round, and I was like blown away by. It. But that's an example of a guy who like gets debilitated. His anybody else would have just stayed out of the gym, yeah. But he went back in the gym and learned to fight Southpaw, and now guys don't know how to deal with him because he can switch stances mid fight. So that's kind of what you're saying with yeah. Burr. Burr. Burr always did the thing where he would. He would always do the very tough thing of taking an unpopular position on a joke. He would take yeah. the unpopular angle and they would go, especially in a club where they don't, you know, everybody knows him now, but in a club where they didn't know him, they'd go, oh, you know, they, yeah. to his premise. And then he would, and then he would just like break it down and, and bring them in and yeah. end up and then just like, they would, their minds would be blown at the end of it. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's the challenge is like, trying to like find new ways to write like for me right that's what i'm doing right now because i go like i remember stan Sandhope one time said it was it was doing a very drunk drug-induced podcast with tom rhodes back when tom partied and he was like Stanhope's like he's like what's next and Stanhope's like i don't know i told all the jokes like i told them all like what am i gonna write another abortion joke right, right. am i gonna write another fucking this joke like yeah. i've told all the jokes and then i was like part of me like i was like yeah i guess i've done a lot of family stories like what is what is the story what stories do i want to tell i've done party stories right. i've done family stories i've done like and then i was like what do i want to talk about and so and but it's what's crazy is that teaching yourself how to drum up again yeah like i have one bit that is that where i'm like this isn't what i do but i find it really funny and i want to figure out a way to do an act out in it and really own and be in the moment and make it more visual and i but you gotta suck while you do that well isn't also another aspect of it like you did your movie yeah so that's like another like you're getting these shots yeah. now that you never had so it's like oh let me try to make that and that's kind of like a, a stand-up set where it's like you're trying to make each scene as tight as ever connected to the other so it's yeah. kind of like doing an hour like but just in a different you're pouring it to a different container yeah yeah, I'm fucking, I'm obsessed with stand-up. Yeah. I think I have, like... But is the hour, like, that's the other question. It's like, we're all, you know, the model used to be we're all getting ready for this hour, and we're trying to, like, 
protect it, protect it, like not let it out, not yeah. let it out, and then release it. Is that the model anymore? Is it even an hour anymore? I guess for you, Chappelle, bigger guys, like, yes, that's the model an hour because people will watch it. You guys have uh, diehard fans now, but it's like for others, uh, people in the unknown, like, is it 30 minutes now because of people's attention span? I think is it's- it 30 minutes now? And do you do you release each bit uh, on your YouTube first and then bring it together? Well, does, does it matter that people saw it in in uh, it saw this joke on your Instagram or saw it on TikTok and now you're bringing it together? I don't know if they care. I don't know if they can watch an hour of somebody that they don't know. Uh, maybe it's a half hour and maybe you release the bits for content and then you bring it back together and you release the half hour. I, I, I don't know what the model is, but it's shifting for sure. Yeah, it is shifting. And it's what's interesting is that, you know, when I was going to, before I did my first Netflix special, I remember having this conversation with Tom and I was like, is the hour the thing? Because everyone was like, I was like, what if I did? So like, I was like, what if I have like three, I have three hours. I, at the time, I probably had two hours, right? Which I skinnied up into one. I skinned up to one special right. and then whatever didn't work, I kind of re-figured and then rewrote rewrote new stuff for the next one. But I go, what if what if the what if the 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 model is 20 minutes and I do tw I do a new 20 minutes every month and I release new 20 that's, that's what I was that's interesting. That's really interesting. That's what I, I was that was what my plan was. Yeah. And then and then I and I recorded uh I recorded two hours at comedy works in denver right with a film crew and and then i got home and uh from that and they offered me an hour at netflix and i was like oh i guess i'll just do this right but but i did i did believe like because I, I got also got offered a half hour at netflix at the, right before then and i was like well no i was like the half hour isn't the art form and, and like because it was maybe it was a half hour 15 minutes whatever it is whatever they were doing half hour oh, yeah yeah they were doing half hours yeah <clears throat> and so I was like, the half hour is, is the art forms the hour, like right. If you watch a dude, it's like it's like, uh, it's like uh, I'm trying to think of a great analogy. It's like uh, I get you know, it's like um, the power lifters, yeah. And you're like, they're like, yeah, he can clean and jerk, or he can do this, or he can do that. But then you go, well, yeah, but or his curl is this, or his and his uh, and his shrug is this. When you're like. Well, yeah, but the whole thing is you got to move it and put the movements together. Right. You got to put the movements together. Right. That's okay. This is a, I'm going to get to analogy. I love analogy so much. <laughs> so they go, they go, yeah, the guy can shrug like 200 pounds and you're like, oh, cool. And you're like in his, um, his tricep push down is like 85 and you're like, great. And he's like, and he can, and he can squat like 500 and you're like, cool, but can he clean and jerk and, and like press right. what can he do that because that's the movement right that's the one we hold to and so you're like yeah I, there are dudes that on this is a weird analogy now that i'm breaking it down there are dudes that i like watching uh i like watching their individual workouts but when it comes to like olympic weightlifting that we're gonna watch on tv it is three disciplines it is your squat it is your clean and jerk yeah and it's your military like those are the things yeah so i, I always looked at the hours like Dude, it's the clean and jerk. It's the, it's the full press. That's what, that's what I've been training for. Yeah. So that's what I want it to be. Right. God, that was a fucking long way for. No, no, I understand it. It makes sense. It does make sense that you you're training for the hour. You want it to be the hour, but I'm I'm just saying the way that the, the way that the the platforms have changed. 
Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at it from a perspective of uh, selling tickets. You know what I mean? Like, who has the attention span to watch? Who can? An entire yeah. Hour who can get? It's a, of, it's of somebody five. that that doesn't that they don't they don't know. It's the the five girls sitting on the couch at George's house and looking on their phone. They probably are most drawn to the guy with the thirty second clip. Yeah. Of the black lady yelling in the club, "You're a racist," and then the black and then that guy going, "Oh yeah, dot dot dot." And then everyone laughs, and then she's leaving. He's like, don't let the door hit you in the ass, sweetie. And they're like, that guy's good. Like, that's the thing. Right, right. You know? Why aren't people scripting their crowd work? Are they? Why, they should be. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. They should. What are we we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Why not? (laughs) Make it better. Why not? Make it better, yeah. But if if you don't have to, and it's already selling the way that it is, Yeah, but it's not as good as it could be if you scripted it. Yeah, yeah. It's not as good be if you wrote it, which is the stand-up model. Yeah, it's just like you're just writing crowd work Yeah, why don't you just write a better bit? Yeah. (laughs) But that would be great if you could could go, where are you going to the bathroom? Are you going to take a dump? It's like, all right, let me get it again. Yeah. Where are you going? Are they going to the bathroom to do fentanyl? Okay, can I, let me let me get another version. You just got, write it on yeah. the spot. But no, I got. I was doing that in Oxnard uh, last week, where I was like, because they record all the, the yeah. sets. And By the way, like, I'm doing. I'll do crowd work stuff too. Oh, I'll do. You know what I mean? I'm doing crowd I won't work do stuff crowd work also, as much so. as this. I'm not shitting on yeah. it and being like, oh, oh no, I don't no, do I'm this. Not. I do it. Uh, I don't. I don't only because it doesn't serve me. It's like it just doesn't get me to. I'll do crowd work if I'm trying to get to a bit. Right. But like, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't like I'm not doing crowd work clips just because it doesn't serve what my purpose is. Right. Um, but uh, I was doing a bit about uh, say to me in the front row, say, uh, tell me I'm stupid. And uh, and I was like, and then I'd be like, you don't look like you're having a good time. He's like, you're stupid. And I go, oh, yeah. Well, then what do you know about uh, Maximilian Robespierre and the and the French Revolution? And I go, did you know that? And oh, that's great. And then it was that's like, that's a great to segue well, in. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, it's, uh, and it, and then you look like you're doing, cause that, you know, that's the other cheat code about crowd work clips is like, I remember when I started in New York, the thing was only ask the questions you have the answers to already. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked anyone yeah. what they did and wasn't prepared for 19 occupations that it looked like that guy did yeah, for a yeah, living. Yeah. Like I didn't look at a guy with a stethoscope around his neck and go, you work on the railroads. Like, and so I would only like, and, <laughs> and they would all lead into jokes I had. No, that's really great where you just stay with it. He goes, no, I'm a doctor, doctor of railroads. <laughs> you doctoring up railroads, huh? You, you a doctor of local, you're an engineer. Uh, just, the just best crowd work dudes ever are like Todd Glass was so he fucking really good. He still is. He still he really is. But he makes me laugh. Fucking Rory Scovel. Holy fucking yeah, Rory, shit. Great. Rory Scovel, fucking Ian Bag's crowd work is is you could I mean you he can clip it out, but it shouldn't even be clipped. It should be fucking cocksucker. It shouldn't even be clipped because it is better in the hour. Dude, he did I said this so many times and do not clip this out and edit it out of this but because i've said it a lot ian bag did crowd work in an arena and he was playing to the sections he's like oh 609 i know who you guys are <laughs> and it was so brilliant really but you great. have to watch yeah. ian on stage for 30 minutes yeah. to get just how brilliant his callbacks were yeah. his retention his recollections it was fucking masterful there's so guys that are so good and look 
everyone doing crowd work clips. Yeah. Stavi, Norman, Sam right. Morell, they're yeah. all fucking awesome. Yeah. They're great crowd work clips. Absolutely. I'm not shitting. It's the ones that aren't those, those guys. guys are also, <laughs> those guys are also great comics. Too, yeah, they're so, great comics. I mean? So when you watch Mark Norman write on the fly, yeah. he is genuinely writing on the fly. Yeah. Or he's at... Tell me what's going on in the news. And you know that Mark's been spending all day yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's showing yeah, you. Right. These are all the jokes that aren't good enough to go into special, but they're good jokes and they will disappear tomorrow. Right. And we're not going to let them go to the ether. Right, right. This is a but yeah. Hunter Biden joke that is topical today and we'll do it today. Yeah. Or like, uh, and Sam is, I mean, I think Sam is genius. There's so many, Stavi, there's so yeah. many good, Schultz, I've, I've complimented Schultz, his crowd work, is so it speaks such volumes to what a good person he must be in real life and how many diverse friends he actually has right because he you cannot talk to him he'd go what are you uh Sikh Indian and the guy's like how did you know and he's like I could tell by the bracelet that's where you guys used to keep your sword you know that right and the guy's like huh <laughs> you know why you guys are all, like his crowd work is so yeah. fucking rich yeah that I'm like yeah all right, we should wrap this up. Motherfucker, okay. I got to go work out. Wait, uh, your special is where did you shoot uh, it's it? It's on Nate Land. Where did uh, you shoot all it? All Love. I shot it in Nashville. Fuck yes. Uh, all appreciation to Nate for giving me the opportunity and the platform. Dude, he's and, inspirational. I'll tell you right now, I heard Nate was doing this. Yeah. And we started doing it because Nate started doing it. Because we're like, I heard that. Yeah. We got comics that were, I say we, my wife really was like, we talked, we talked to Nate and Laura. Yeah. And they were talking about what they were doing. And Leanne's like, we can afford that. And I was like, what? She goes, that's what you do. You give back to the comics that were there for you and and have helped you and you believe in and you think really deserve more. Yeah. And uh, and she's you know, Leanne's whole theory was, you know, and, and I think Nate and Laura's were too, is like, you know, we got really fortunate a couple times that not everyone gets all these fucking breaks sometimes. Not everyone gets all these opportunities, and we just stepped in shit a couple times, and now it's time to pay it forward. And so we're, I don't, we haven't released it yet, but we did it for Shane Torres, Shane, I, and I we're doing Shane another one. We're, we're producing another one, I think, on the coming up. And Nate did you. He did Greg Warren. Greg Warren and, and Joe Zimmerman. And Joe Zimmerman. Greg's is unbelievable. Greg's an unbelievable guy. I know he was on. Greg's. Greg. Greg's an unbelievable. He's a great comic. He's just he's a great human being and an unbelievable wrestler. He was. Uh, yeah, that's right. You guys both have wrestling together. We both have wrestling background, but he was an All American in yeah. college, which he's, is like the I was a practice guy in college for a while, but <laughs> he was like the cream of the and crop. Joe Zimmerman has the best Andrew Jackson joke I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> just know his bird watching. Leanne, Leanne is he's he's there's like a couple people that Leanne will flag to me and he was one of them. She's like, this guy's funny as shit. Yeah, he's great. He's fucking amazing. But, uh, so his is coming out. Greg's Warren, Greg Warren's is out and, uh, mine is out on the Nate land homepage. That's and also 800 awesome. pound gorilla, which did a great job. Yeah. Is that Matt Schuler? Yeah. Matt Schuler's a gangster. Yeah. Those guys I love did a great guy. job with the special. So, uh, it's called the attractives. It's on uh, YouTube. I do, I do a thing. I do. I have to do a whole pitch at the end of my set. I go, I have a special on YouTube called The Attractors. Please watch it. They don't just give anyone a special on YouTube. <laughs> oh, wait a second. All of us could have a special on YouTube, but go watch mine. It's called The Attractors. Um, also, I have a podcast uh, called Mike Vecchione Investigates um, with Gas Digital. 
uh, but it's available on iTunes and MikeVecchione.com. I'm on the road. Brother, you're the best. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you. No, anytime, on, anytime, you. anytime you're out here, please. I, I could have a cigar with you any fucking time. Thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate it. Dude, congratulations. And, th- and you took me on the road like at Atlantic no. City. So I appreciate we'll that get, also. I, dude, let's get you on Fully Loaded this year. That would be awesome. Fucking, yeah, dude. These guys are all like uh, friends with Dan and Big J. Yeah. And those guys are all like speak very, very highly of it. They said they have blast. Dude, it's all it is is yeah. camp. It's, it's just unreal. comedy camp. It's fucking yeah. awesome. So thank you. Dude, no, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Fuck that. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.